Blog Talk Radio. My little sunlight, my little Suffering over our 
own suffering. Behind opportunity is often challenge. When we're lucky, there will be times when we're very unlucky. Good and bad coexist, but how we choose to view these experiences are ultimately subjective. Well, for the most part, I'm very healthy. I got hit with the flu in early February of this year. I seem to get the flu about every six to seven years. I guess it was time. But when it hit me like a tornado on a Saturday night, it truly was horrible. It ended up becoming bronchitis. And while I never went to a regular doctor, it is likely that I had a touch of pneumonia. Uh, I laid in bed for the first few days, often getting up to cough and hack up the seemingly endless gunk from my chest while shivering and sweating at the same time. The first week was the worst, but it lingered for almost two and a half weeks. Eating itself was a chore. I slept a lot. Thankfully, a thoughtful friend brought me soup, oranges, lemons, and grapefruits. The only thing that I ate for almost a week was fruit because I felt so feverish for many days. My taste buds were not working well, along with many other parts of my body. When I get the rare flu or even a sinus infection, I normally make an appointment with my Chinese herbalist who also does acupuncture. He never returned my calls. And I suspected that he went out of business. I took for granted having this valuable option for so many years. If I'd been able to see him, it would have cut the severity and duration of my illness in half. A week into my flu, I finally went to an herbalist at the Chinese Cultural Center that's local here in Phoenix. He was the one who diagnosed me with bronchitis. He provided some herbs and roots that I was able to make into a tea each night, and it likely helped speed up my healing. I know of many, many people who have had this flu for even longer than a month. A week into my illness, my family was visiting. This wasn't ideal, and it was really difficult to meet with them to be social while I was still sick. I did my best to see my family and also minimize the amount of appointments I took simply because just about anything I did would leave me exhausted after a few hours. I needed to rest and stay in a place of withdrawal as much as possible. I had a Vegas trip planned for nine days after I caught this flu. I should have just canceled it, but my Sagittarius optimism convinced me to go anyway because each day, quote, I would eventually feel better. I was wrong. I loaded up my usual cigar snacks and other fun Vegas trip treats, along with three days of my doctor's prescribed herbal tea that I cooked up in advance, and went on my vacation. It was not one of my better trips. The drive itself there was strained. I couldn't smoke, drink, and I didn't even gamble that much while I was there. I wasn't even able to drink coffee. These and so many parts of my vacation that I loved were removed. I did still gamble a bit, but slept often, mainly watching television and napping in my room about 11 hours each of the three days I was on vacation. While I did feel a little better each day, it was a very slow process of healing. kept hoping I would feel better tomorrow, but I never really made it to having fun in Vegas. I drove home a little earlier and shortened my trip. The highlight was a trip to the Caesars Palace Spa, where I was able to use the steam rooms and sauna to help clear some of the toxins in my lungs. I guess I could have smoked a cigar or two, had a coffee, or even drank while I was still in while I was sick in Vegas. Yet, as indulgent as I normally am, Taurus rising, Taurus ascendant, I also have a lot of practical self-control. 
I know that if I do some of the things that I truly love when I'm sick, it will taint those things long afterwards. I will still associate those things with being ill. I did this once with eating shelled sunflower seeds when I was sick. I didn't eat sunflower seeds for over a year afterwards. The parts of life that I see as delicious, pleasurable, I will not damage. I simply love them too much to risk the potential negative association. So I knew I needed to be patient. Not being able to feel sexual, taste good food, enjoy coffee, exercise, and many of the other things that I truly enjoy is not fun. To me, physical sensations and the pleasures they bring are a huge part of why life is awesome. Still, I knew that resisting the reality of my being sick would have been futile as well, so I showed some major restraint. By the end of February, I felt really good again. I lost nine pounds. Not a great diet plan, but since I wanted to lose about 15 pounds by the summer anyway, eh, this was a benefit from a lousy situation. Each day I felt good enough to do something delicious was truly awesome. The first time I had coffee, it was amazing. My first workout at the gym after three weeks off was inspiring. I was weak as hell, but I pulled it off, and each day I got stronger. I felt workout sore again which, while painful, is actually one of the goals. I went to my local casino and gambled and smoked two cigars. It was magical. I flirted with a hottie in the supermarket, and I remember what it felt like to feel the intoxicating pulse of attraction and possibility. Just meeting, talking to people, and being social out in the world was sorely missed. I went back to work again, and I realized how much I missed that. Everything is new again and tastes even more delicious than ever. Where appetite for life itself has returned. Okay, so that was my uh, that was my April uh, column. Uh, as I mentioned before, if you're not already uh, getting my monthly newsletter, uh, I don't think I did mention this. You can email me at venturasage at yahoo.com, V-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-H-E at yahoo.com, and ask to be added to the monthly newsletter mailing list. Uh, it's blind copied out so no one's ever going to get your email address from me, but uh, you, can, you can catch the column. You know, also, people who get my column get a discount off the normal prices that they offer for sessions. If you ever decide to book a session in person or by phone, uh, you'll actually get a little bit of a discount because you get the column. Uh, again, plus you're also reading my books, of course, before I publish them. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, it, it was rough. You know, I know a lot of, uh, a number of people, uh, I know Arizona, I think, was in the top two in the U.S. that had the highest reported cases of flu uh, this particular time of, of, of uh, this particular season, you know, late winter, into, uh, obviously late 2015 into early 2016. I'm still hearing about other people that are getting different versions of it. No, I mean, mine was bronchitis in the chest. You know, the version, of course, could be head cold. I just talked to a client today that just is recovering from a head version of it. Uh, you know, then there's a bowel version of it. I mean, they're all terrible uh, <laughs> at, one, at one level or another uh, to, to go through it. You know, I don't uh, personally uh, ever get flu shots. Um, you said I respect people that do in that sense. Um, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I... Uh, I don't use too much modern medicine anyway. I use a lot more alternative medicine. Uh, getting a flu shot, you know, it makes sense at one level, but another part of me, just really, really not for me. 
like I said, if I'm only going to get the flu maybe every six or seven or eight years or so, you know, I can I can deal with that and handle it. Um, you know, I, I, in a lot of ways, I looked at it like it, it being a body cleanse because that's ultimately what happened. Like I mentioned, the piece, I, I dropped nine pounds. Um, again, not the great weight loss plan. I mean, that first week, like I said, grapefruits and oranges and apples. Was the, and, and I couldn't even get to a whole apple. A lot of times at a meal, it was I was really feverish. It was really tough uh, dealing with that. I, I was sick. It was horrible. Um, but that's the thing, you know. We're human beings. We're alive in a physical body. Listen, sometimes we're going to get sick. Um, but the beautiful thing, and this is what I think was so significant, that I had, you know, why I had written uh, this piece called "Morning Has Broken," and, and using the appropriate Cat Stevens song about that subject is that's the thing that's so cool. Uh, You know, on on the flip side of going through an illness, when you feel good again and are able to do all these things that you, that we ultimately take for granted in life, um, it's, it's, it's even better. You know, uh, like I said in the piece, I mean, just the first time I really was able to enjoy coffee, you know, I had, I had tea. I said I like tea also. I had tea when I was sick. But um, it's something like coffee to me that's just, you know, maybe having been raised in, on the East Coast, I'm half Italian, can come up with all kinds of reasons why I like coffee. But, um, yeah, it was just amazing. You know what I mean? Just feeling sexual again. Just all these things, you know, getting to work out and, and exercise, which I enjoy doing. Um, you know, just the social exchange of people, all these things were, were so fresh, so so positive. In fact, you know, I, I, one thing, I won't say this is a major cause of illness by any means, but it is an aspect of it. When we go through an illness, whether it be a cold or a flu or something even more extreme, like, uh, you know, cancer or, or something difficult, if we recover from it, which hopefully we, we will. You know, I've had friends and family members who have gone through cancer. I've lost some people to cancer. Um, I've had people that have recovered from it. I had a brother-in-law a couple of years ago back had um, had a, 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 a kidney failure at the age of 40. I was on dialysis for a year and a half and then was able to get a kidney and, and is to- to- totally doing well. You know, so what we get out of this is you know, often, in a lot of ways, it changes us. Um, we become more conscientious of our bodies and how we take care of ourselves ultimately. Um, we're able to really, really tune into um, appreciation, you know, at, at another level. Uh, you know, one of my friends of many, many years uh, was diagnosed about eight, nine years ago with Hodgkin's lymphoma, uh, cancer went through two rounds of chemo treatment and and all kinds of of difficult stuff. And, you know, he used to battle a lot with his then relatively new wife. Um, After cancer, guess what? Much less fighting, much less discord, more likely to appreciate each other, more likely to be kinder, more likely to not sweat the small stuff. So that's, again, a, a larger, more extreme example of this, but... Um, you know, even at a base level, like I said, having a flu or a cold or a sinus thing in that sense, especially when it's difficult, again, the contrast really does help us to appreciate, um, you know, the, the, the elements of, of life that are, are so appealing and, and so beautiful to ultimately get to experience. Now, 
you know, we all have different. I'm going to kind of launch into a little different subject here, and uh, I just want to kind of reiterate because I've had some people kind of jumping in on the call list uh, that I uh, when when I do column shows, I don't actually take live calls. Uh, I like to stay on target with subject. Um, if I if I take calls, people are often asking for for mini readings. So that's not you know with the column shows, I don't I don't do that. I do that on. Um, the astrology update shows. Whenever I do one of those, always feel free to call in because after I talk about astrology for a bit, I will I will take live calls. Uh, but I rarely am able to get to that in a 45-minute show for column read shows, so it's not going to be likely that that's going to happen uh, for today's show. Uh, so just a reminder about that. Although I appreciate the calls when they they come in, I just can't like to stay on subject uh, in that sense. So a little astrological info in, in connection with this as well too. You know, one of the attributes of, of Taurus is um, uh, kind of segue into some astrology here. Um, is you know, the positive aspect of Taurus is I have Tauruses are often about um, what they have, and not even necessarily stuff. You can hear Taurus say, "I have values, I have morals, I have ethics, I have standards." I have a good job, I have money in the bank, I have security, I have stability. You know, all the things that Tauruses in, in some ways will, will, will strive for in, in terms of different levels of comfort. So for person to person, uh, for Taurus, what you value and what you have may be different. Uh, we don't want to necessarily put that into the quote-unquote shallow category of saying Taurus is about money because that's not true. Uh, you know, I, I've often said that about Earth signs in general, meaning Virgos and Capricorns too, Typically, um, it's not necessarily about money. It's about security, <clears throat> acquisition of security, maintenance of that, things of that nature that are, are so significant and important and, and such a strong attribute for most earth signs. So I happen to be Taurus rising. It's my ascendant. It's my rising sign. So, um, yeah, you know, the positive pole, like I said, as I have, the negative pole of Taurus as I indulge. Um, so, you know, Tauruses are typically very indulgent signs. Um, you know, whether you're, you know, we all have Taurus somewhere in our charts, by the way. Uh, you don't have to be a Taurus to have Taurus in your chart. It's somewhere in your astrology chart. And it's occupying a house or two houses or areas of life somewhere in your chart that's affecting you. And Mercury's retrograde in Taurus right now, so I'm going to come back to that in a minute because that's kind of significant as a current event that's about, uh, it's about to go retrograde sometime later tonight, tomorrow. Mercury will go retrograde in Taurus, so that's why I'm kind of talking about this Taurus stuff here. So again, negative quote-unquote pull of Taurus as I indulge. Taurus is, when you have a lot of strong Taurian elements to your chart, you can be very indulgent. When you like something, you tend to like it a lot. Tauruses can be very heavy-handed. A very sensual, very physical sign. So you enjoy things, really enjoy them. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm Taurus rising, you know, People, you know, I, I work out and I, I stay in shape. That's something that I love to do. But oddly enough, there are times when I'm indulgent about that. So I try to work out about four times a week. I shouldn't say try. Um, I enjoy working out four times a week. Some weeks I go five. And whenever I go five, it, my body is just too sore. It's just too much. I'm, I'm becoming compulsive and indulgent almost about working out, weirdly enough. But one of the things I've always told people is one of the reasons that I work out and there's multiple reasons behind wanting to sculpt a strong, muscular body, is, uh, you know, because I love to eat. And, and if, I, if, I'm, if I'm muscular, I can eat a lot more food and burn it off. 
Um, I just love to eat. Yeah, half Italian also. You can look at other elements behind this. So uh, I absolutely, you know, uh, half the reason I work out is so I can eat like a slob, you know, <laughs> and really enjoy food in that sense. That would really be a bummer if I, I had to deprive myself, you know, of, uh, of of the things that I love. Very indulgent person in that sense. I don't, I never smoked in my life cigarettes. Uh, I have no problem with people that do. You do what you want with your body. But when I go to Vegas, um, I smoke cigars. And I don't even just smoke a couple of cigars. I'll smoke, you know, six cigars in a day uh, while gambling. Uh, I'll, I'll smoke a lot of cigars. I really love it. It's a very indulgent thing for me. Then, of course, you know, I, I may not smoke a cigar for a week or two weeks. So it's not so much addiction as much as it's, again, more of an indulgence. So here's where this is a tie-in I want to bring around to the column. Because Mercury goes retrograde tomorrow some point in Taurus for about three weeks. Mercury rules the way we communicate, we think, we express, we analyze the way our mind works, uh, equipment, computer equipment, uh, communication in all formats is ruled by Mercury, meaning that's the influence in that sense that affects uh, communication and expression. So the retrograde motion means we're going to be having some, you know, re-looking at backwards motion, so to speak, of a planet. We're all going to be going through a process of re-looking at um, communication, expression, how we communicate. Uh, you know, in the practical world, it gets kind of messed up. People miss appointments. They hear something that wasn't said the right way. Careful with contract signing, things of that nature. You know, of course, you're not going to crawl into a hole and disappear for the next three weeks because Mercury's retrograde. That's silly. But you just want to make sure you dot your eyes, you cross your T's, you're more conscious of what you do because of the potential, because it's backwards, so to speak, from Earth's orbit to make more screw-ups in communication or to experience them. You know, I've done shows on that. Now, it's in Taurus. So, of course, it's going to have us reevaluating the way we, you know, what we value, what security, what brings us stability. That's going to be the focus of a Mercury retrograde in Taurus. Now, if you want to get even more specific about this, you can go, if you look at an astrology chart um, and, and look to see where Taurus is in your chart in the house of life, of the 12 houses of life that represent areas of life Taurus is in, this will tell you a lot about really even a more personalized way what this retrograde is about for you. You know, for instance, to give them Taurus, I think Taurus is in my first house, the house of personality self. So I'm going to go through a period of reevaluating uh, re how indulgent I am, how I spend money, how I create security for myself, how I affect and influence people um, through my personality in that sense because it's Taurian in tone. That's going to be the way it's going to play out for me. Wherever Taurus, whatever house Taurus is in is your chart, of course, it's going to be the area of life where this is even more specifically pronounced. Um, so... That's the key to understanding a retrograde. So we're going to be re-looking at what we value, what matters to us, what makes us feel secure. You know, areas where we might be stubborn um, and, and rigid, excuse me, in a negative sense, and then areas where we're stable, where we're reliable, where we're consistent. We have the better elements of the Taurian dynamic ultimately going on. So while I'm talking about retrogrades, and since I haven't done an astrology update show in a while, um, I'm going to kind of continue in this theme for a little bit more before I go back to my original kind of column point here. Um, just because, like I said, I don't, I, I really, I, I really 
keep trying to plan a an astrological astrological update show to go into more detail about this, but it's just I've been really busy with a lot of things going on, and it's been hard to kind of get those shows in. Um, again, reiterating the point that um, during those shows, I'll, I'm willing to take live calls for the five-minute little mini-reads to pull a card or a rune, but I won't be able to do that for this show and for any live column read shows. Um, so that said, um, I'll, I'll get to it. It's definitely it's on the list. I'm, I'm going to get down the pike to, to get in to do that again. It's, I, I really enjoy doing those shows. Uh, it's just it's busy. So uh, we've got another retrograde going on the last about two weeks, Mars is retrograde. Now, Mars in astrology rules aggressiveness, assertiveness, male energy, um, or fire, or, 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 or you know, where we are active, aggressive, assertive, um, where we can be impatient. So we don't see a lot of Mars retrogrades um, as often as Mercury. You know, Venus and Mars typically, I think it's like every two years, they'll go retrograde. But when they do, they'll go retrograde for a longer period of time. Uh, like three months or so, they'll, they'll go retrograde. So Mars is retrograde in Sagittarius now. Uh, and again, for about the next two months, I'm going to have to look up the exact dates to find out when this finishes. So let me give you a little insight into this, because again, you know, this is going to answer certain questions at some levels for you as well, too, if you're catching the show. You know, if I, again, I, I often try to remind people of this. If you listen to a show and it's not a call-in show and you want to ask a specific question, you know, many people have told me that a lot of times their questions sort of get answered by listening to the topic of the show. So that's one of the reasons why I try to stay on task with the show uh, specifically for that reason, because it can then help more people than necessary a specific call. Um, so be aware of that. Um, that's also what personal sessions are for if you really want to get some insight, you can contact me that way. So you don't have to live in Arizona to have a session. It can be done by phone. Um, so, Mars retrograde. So, you know, when Mars goes retrograde, it's going to affect our literal energy, our maleness, our assertiveness, our aggressiveness. We're going to be relooking at that. And in a practical sense, we can get more pissed off, we can get more frustrated, we can get more irritated. There are times when we feel lazy or not very um, energetic at all during a Mars retrograde, you know, it can kind of go back and forth in the way that this goes. Ultimately, what you're asking in a Mars retrograde is to look at how you use your assertiveness and your male energy. It becomes a little trickier because, you know, you can't not be assertive in life at times. In other words, you know, and, and, and be, there's a difference between aggression and, and being assertive. If we're overly aggressive or pushy, that's one thing. But being assertive is a very human, natural, strong element to us. You know, and a, a flower or plant aggressively in its own way moves towards the sun. It's not evil. We, we have to be assertive in life at times. We have to kind of remember that. So during the retrograde, you really are, are looking at how you use your male energy. Are you using it too much? Are you too pushy? Are you too aggressive? Are you too reactive? At another level, we may have to look at um, are we being assertive enough? Are we, are we not standing up for ourselves when we need to? Uh, are, we, are we impatient? Are we getting caught up in, in, in that energy as well, too, of not using our, our male energy in a healthy and functional way? Now, let me give you a personal story to kind of illustrate this so you'll kind of get a feel for what this is about. And then the retrograde of Mars is actually in Sagittarius. 
So that's another factor for Sagittarians to consider and also looking at where Sagittarius is in your chart. So here's let me couple personal stories. One, I, I took a vacation of sorts about two weeks ago, and I had gone to North Carolina where my mom lives for her 83rd birthday. You know, it was for her birthday. I haven't been there in a couple of years. Uh, also, there was a larger purpose there. We had to, my brothers and sisters, I've come from a, a family of, of seven children. I have six siblings. So most of us had gone on the trip because we knew we needed to talk to mom about some financial stuff. Thankfully, mom is comfortable financially. Um, but, you know, she, her, her health is, is, is deteriorating at multiple levels. She lives, my dad passed uh, about seven years ago, so she lives alone and with her dog in her house. And, we, you know, we have to talk about the uncomfortable subject of what happens if she gets really sick or in any type of difficulty. My brothers and sisters were very back and forth about this. And, uh, you don't want to upset mom, you know, we got to do something, but <clears throat> we got to figure out the right way to talk to her and, Everyone was back and forth about, you know, the whole subject. And, you know, I'm hearing all this and being a fire sign myself in terms of my sun sign. Just sick of all this banter of what we can and can and should and shouldn't do. And so that was a big part of me going because I tend to be a big mouth. And I knew I'd be able to influence mom in a good way so we make sure this all goes favorably. So get there. I sit my mother down with my, one of my older sisters who we need to get her on my mom's account. She's a Capricorn, a very practical, grounded one in that way, and, and we deal with all this, the financial stuff to make sure she's taken care of, that she doesn't get ripped off by anybody, that if she gets in assisted living, that the state doesn't end up having access to her house or all of her money. And all, you know, I mean, it's just, it needs to be dealt with. So I sit her down, I sit at my mother, very quick, Mom, listen. If you were to get sick, God forbid, something difficult were to happen um, where you needed care, would you prefer going into an assisted living facility or would you rather stay in your home and we would have a nurse come in and check on you and take care of you that way if that's what was needed? Mother, of course, answered, I want to stay in my home. I want to stay in my home. Okay, of course, Mom. That's what we want for you too. Okay. So in order for us to do that, um, we have to set this up now in a practical sense. We need to sit down with an estate lawyer. We need to set this in motion in the sense that if something does happen, we need to put your, your, Marianne, my sister, on your account so that she has access to it. We need to make these decisions now, you know, and hopefully this is not something that comes up for a long time anyway, but, you know, that way we have this in motion. Well, this response said it was like, of course. No problem. This is going back in two months, coming up for New York to go to North Carolina to get all this set up. All this fanfare about nothing. So, you know, here's an example of sometimes you just got to push your way in and stop worrying about offending mom and whether she's going to get upset and, and all this other jazz because this is what has to be done. So, took care of that. The other funny part of the story is on the opposite spectrum – Two of my sisters that were there, one is very on the heavy side, the other was a little heavy, and they were uh, both talking uh, in the living room, staying in a beach house, and my sisters were in a deep conversation about, they both have realized that the reason they can't, seems, can't lose weight and are having trouble is because they have glandular problems. Now, uh, you know, being Sagittarius, you know, when, when bullshit comes up, it's really hard for me to shut my mouth 
when something is so stupid. Listen, I grew up with these girls. They're wonderful people. I love my sisters dearly, but they both have been very thin at different points in their lives and heavy. So they were not born fat. So the glandular stuff to me is just so stupid. You know, I, I wanted to jokingly say, no, your problem is cakeular. You eat too much cake, you don't exercise. It's pretty cut and dry. There's no magic here. But I was smart enough to shut my pie hole and not say anything, which was amazing for me. Because I realized that there was no reason to start a fight or a war about nothing. Listen, they'll figure it out in their own time. I love them no matter what. I don't need to get into a battle and make them uncomfortable just because something is ridiculous and stupid. That You know what I mean? That's coming out of their mouths. And they're not hurting anybody. This is about their decisions themselves. No problem. And, and I, I really believe me, I'm very proud of myself. That's not like me. When something is so wrong and stupid in front of me, like a true Sagittarian, it makes my head want to explode to, to, to uh, reveal truth <laughs> in that sense of what I see to be truth. You know, we're, we're Sagittarius, you know what I mean? It's tough to, to hold that in play. So the interesting thing for me is my, uh, the Mercury retrograde will occur in my first house of personality. The Mars retrograde is occurring in my seventh house of relationships and partnerships and, and it's kind of pushed into my eighth house of sex and power and then back over to my son in the seventh house. So I've got a conjunction with my natal son. So I, I really have been thinking a lot about relationships and partnerships and what I want and what I don't want. And I'm currently single at the moment, uh, but I feel like something is getting ready to surface and I'm reanalyzing certain dynamics that way. <clears throat> so really fitting for the retrograde. So, you know, what, this is what I'll, I'll tell all of my listeners. Uh, again, the reason you would potentially go to an astrologer like me or another astrologer is because the amount of work to get information about astrology that can help you can be time-consuming. Uh, there's a lot of work involved in it. So that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why there can be value in hiring an astrologer. Like anything else in life, if you don't want to do the work, you get someone to do it for you in that sense who can interpret and give you that insight. But if you do want to do the work and you're on a limited budget and you can't afford an astrologer or you'd just like to learn this on your own, you know, there are websites like astro.com and similar sites that you can find that don't cost anything to punch your birth information in and get a fair amount of, of free information that will come through um, that way. So you don't have to necessarily hire uh, an astrologer. You can get books. You can research on your own. Or again, uh, I really recommend astro.com. There's other similar um, sites that are really good that way. That'll that'll give you some insight uh, where you can learn and, and, and gather some of this input. You know, again, for no cost. It's just, of course, it's going to run you a certain amount of time in that sense, uh, to kind of understand and learn it in that context. So that's very key. So you have access to it. But, yeah, Mars retrograde, just general blanket statement across the board here, guys. Really be aware of how you use your male energy because if we, you know, one of the themes that I've seen over the last couple of months that is really significant uh, for, for many people is if you're involved in social media, you know, I've noticed this trend where if you post an opinion or a point of view, often there is a lot of attack from people um, on what you said. I've had a lot of friends through social media who have had to unfriend people who attack them because of a political post or an opinion post or a point of view post. Uh, you know, I think this is an interesting phenomenon 
to look at that's happening. I don't you know. We've never really had access to being able to do something this way except for the last 10 or 20 years because of the Internet. I think people are able to be more verbally aggressive when they're hidden behind a computer, you know, at one level or another. But there's a meanness that I see that has surfaced at some level when it comes to people attacking, you know, something they disagree with. I notice that the ones who seem to get the most slack or most attack when they post or say something of my friends seem to be females, which, you know, again, brings up this patriarchal stuff about people feeling, you know, somehow more comfortable to tell off or attack a female. Um, I've, whenever I've posted something, if any, someone doesn't disagree, if someone disagrees with me, it's rare that they say it. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I just don't fear that. I like to have discussions with people about things, but I always think that anyone <laughs> discussing something with me, um, I'm just a, I'm just a bitch when it comes to like uh, a, a, any type of intense discussion. I, I tend to win. I'm very competitive in that way, you know. In that sense, I love the banter. I don't think a lot of people can handle it in that sense, but <laughs> I don't think people will go after the juggle with me when they do some of my female friends. And I think that's a shame. In that sense, not that they're not going after me. I think there's multiple reasons why people don't don't go after me uh, in that respect. Uh, but uh, it's just a shame to see the cruelty that that surfaces and the meanness for for people who don't agree with your political candidate or point of view. I mean, really, really kind of harsh. I think that is something that's surfacing for a lot of people to look at during this particular Mars retrograde that's going on. Uh, but you know, not even from social media, just even from a personal level. Look to see whether you're fighting with people and things, whether there's actually a fight there. You know, a lot of times we're preparing for a battle or a fight. You know, uh, for people who are Aries, who have strong Aries in their chart, this is something that I think Aries people um, often have to be wary of or conscious of, that sometimes you're fighting a battle where there's, there isn't one there. You know what I mean? There's a point where... You have to realize that. I've used this as an analogy story. I have an Aries mother, and even when I was driving with her as a kid, if someone cut her off, my mother would be so mad. Like she'd almost sort of go after them a little bit or try to cut them off. Or I was like, Mom, they're, they're just a terrible driver. I mean, they didn't necessarily try to – it wasn't about doing it to you. You know what I mean? Be careful about that assertiveness or aggressiveness that way. Pretty common for Aries and Tauruses, by the way. We're getting a strong amount of that in the chart be really powerful defenders of things that matter to them in a good way. You know, you very nice to have an Aries on your side in battle. They're, they'll fight for you. They're strong people. Uh, so sometimes there's a battle that doesn't exist where you're fighting over nothing. So this is a perfect example of, of this even at a personal level now to look at because Mars is Aries' planet. That's why I'm mentioning this connection. Um, and it's all of our planet in that respect. Again, how we use male energy and assertiveness and aggressiveness. So this is what's going on during these retrogrades uh, that are happening right now for the next couple of months. So just be conscious of it. You know, try not to be so reactive. You'll save yourself a lot of agony. You know, I always tell people in the in the most loving way when you you know when you strike at others, you really in some ways you're striking at yourself. You know, there's a retaliation energy that comes when you attack at uh, one level or another. That is, uh, you know, when you're angry and you're mad and you're brewing, you, it's like a, you know, like a radio station. You're sending out, not a radio station, maybe that's the wrong analogy, like a radio uh, signal. 
sending out vibes of anger, you're going to get angry people coming at you and being mad at you and being more bar fights and more reactiveness because you're mad. So, you know, learn how to channel that energy more effectively. And that, to me, is what this retrograde is about. Okay, so good. I got to cover both those retrogrades. We only got a few more minutes here. So I want to kind of bring this back around to the column that I wrote. It's like me, you went through the flu or any type of difficulty in that sense. Um, you know, hopefully you got through it like I did. You know, I, I joked when I was sick. For the, first, for the first week or so, I was so sick that, you know, I mean, I, it just, you just almost don't even want to be in your body. It's so bad how you feel in that respect. But I did. I remembered that I hadn't been sick like this in a long time. Um, I knew it was purposeful. I think that the reason I got the flu you know, getting away from someone sneezed on me and all the other horse manure that we tell ourselves about how things happen to us. Yeah, I think it was, I think I needed a juice cleanse. I, you know, it's not something that I do. I'm not really much of a cleanse guy. I'm just too indulgent for it. But I think I needed a juice cleanse. I think that if had I done that, that would have probably served the purpose for me in a way of clearing my body out because that's what I ended up doing was just really eating fruit and juices for about a week or so. So, you know, body ended up craving or not even being able to eat anything but that anyway. So, again, to me, I think I needed a juice cleanse, and I gave myself a juice cleanse. Let's said the positive side of it is I got really lean, which was cool. Put about three pounds of that back on since the end of February, but I still lost nine, so I'm still down six. Uh, you know, uh, I think uh, anyone who works out or exercises, we all have some type of body dysmorphia. We never think we look good enough in that respect. So, But the summer's coming. I like to get leaner. So this was kind of a boost in that direction. The other thing is there was another interesting element that came out of being sick, which was I couldn't work as much. I had to minimize the amount of sessions I did. You know, I have a lot of regular clients who kind of call me monthly, you know, or come in person monthly or quarterly. More of them are quarterly. I have some monthlies who, who come in check. I have a regular client program. You can check that out on my website. Extremely valuable because most of my regulars are just amazing people evolving at a rapid rate, and I'm glad that I have some level of influencing that, even though they're still doing it. But... Uh, some of them kind of got upset that I didn't contact them and tell them the next session was up. But, like, again, I was just sick. So it wasn't personal that I wasn't contacting them. I was kind of hanging back, trying to minimize the amount of sessions that I took. Um, but the thing was, and here's an interesting touring element here to all of this, I would normally be worried about money and finance because I wasn't making as much money. But I had this ability during this retrograde, no, not during the retrograde, during this illness, to not really get caught up in worrying about money. Like I just knew that I'd get busy when I was healthier, um, that I had enough money to cover this. The universe would provide for me. Um, you know, fortunately, at a practical level, I had uh, uh, some a uh, little bit of money saved uh, because of a casino win and also, you know, a good period of a couple months where business was good. Um, so I was able to kind of pull on that money, and I trusted that that money would replace itself. And in a lot of ways, it has. So that was what was really sort of cool in the midst of all this crap was a real a much stronger place with trusting the universe and providing my security and not worrying about any of that. So that was another awesome thing that came out of this. But a couple months in, just enjoying life again, loving, healthy, it's just wonderful. 
so anyway, purpose to illness, purpose to everything. Even if it doesn't make sense at the moment, there's always more to it. Okay, so it looks like we're out of time here. Uh, like I said, again, I'm going to, uh, in May or June, I, I will, I promise, I'm going to get it. Uh, I'm going to get an astrology update show to go into more detail about that and give you guys some chance to do some call-ins. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, I will be back next week for my May column read. Again, same format. I will read the column, talk about that in some more detail. Uh, thanks for joining me today. If you're not already getting my uh, monthly newsletter, email me at VenturaStage at Yahoo.com. Get added to the monthly mailing newsletter. And any information about my books, uh, services that I offer, VenturaStage, uh, uh, JimVentura.com is my website. Uh, go to my website. Check that out for any information you need. So, uh, great talking to everybody today. Uh, I'll be back, like I said, next week for my May column read. And, uh, and uh, like I said, I'll try to get an astrology one toward the end of May or early June in. So, uh, keep an eye open for that. So, all right, have a great day and uh, stay well and cheers.